this is going to make you very uncomfortable. We could have got snatched so goddamn quickly. Most of the people there bought drugs from me. It all makes sense now. <laughs> Red Roof Inn? Oh. No, a Knight's Inn. Oh, even classier. My dad wants to know how old you and your sister are. That motherfucker has to register by zip code. And I was like, oh, that was weird. I was court-ordered to see two psychiatrists and a therapist, except for they did say I was amazingly well-adjusted, which is a fancy way of saying, this motherfucker's in some fucked up shit. My friend Valerie says I have amazing coping skills, and I'm like, I'm like, that's a very kind way to put that. Because I asked him after he spoke with me for three minutes after talking to mom for like two hours, if you just want to fuck my mom, it's fine, but why do I got to be in the room? Of course, you know, you mess that up, it can kill her, so you got to be really careful on how you dose it and how you tighten it up. Do people really live like this? And if you're really, really good and mom and dad have like a lot of extra money, you can get a 15 cent can of Shasta. Freaking kid was loaded. His parents, like they had two working vehicles, one for each of them. They had a garage door that automatically opened. Is that the one next to the KKK house? Hi, and welcome to part two of our series on the time in Grand Haven. Now, this is the conclusion of our episode. Um, So if you haven't listened to part one yet, go back and listen to that first. Otherwise, you're kind of picking up in the middle and you might uh, not catch all the references and so on. But I totally finished answering all of Sandra's questions right about now. Well, before we get too far ahead of ourselves, I have like four more questions for you. (laughs) Fire away. (laughs) Okay. What's going on here? Um, So what was a positive to this situation that we found ourselves in with Grand Haven? How did this benefit you in any particular way? Oh, my God, yes. Did it teach you anything that you're now utilizing? Yeah. And I'm not just talking about, you know, selling things you can't (laughs) find at Walmart. Yeah, yeah. Not just give, my give, farmer's market Give me market a bullshit skills. answer and then give me a wholesome answer. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> it, it, it actually, no, in all seriousness, it was, in hindsight, one of the best things that ever happened for me. You know, my my um, entire life, I've, I've just had adults tell me that I'm, you know, stupid, too smart for my own good. I'm an asshole. I don't know what's going on. I don't understand things. I can't take care of myself. I, basically, I'm from from the time I can remember, I was always a worthless, no good piece of shit. Well, adults don't like it when you put them in their place like all the time. Exactly. <laughs> so I was always so confused all the time. I'm like, what is it I don't get? Why is it you can't treat me like an adult? Why is it you tell me my opinion doesn't matter? Why is it you tell me, oh, I don't have enough life experience to do anything? I, not just in Grand Haven, but prior, but wh- whatever, that's a different thing, you know, was able to make sure that three kids were dressed fed, medicated uh, uh, legally and appropriately <laughs> with life-saving medication uh, and taken care of. Made sure they had clothes, made sure they had food, made sure their homework was done and take care of all these things. I was able to do all those things and Grand Haven proved that I can do it entirely on my own while managing somebody with what we would now call a health issue. And so that instilled a lot of confidence in me that I I never had a reason to have before. So that's why you kept doing it. Yeah. Well, we're not, we don't have an episode on my marriage, do we? <laughs> no? Okay. I, I was mostly just referring to uh, before you moved out, got married, all that. Oh, that yeah. You, that you just continued to take care of us yeah. because you were good at it. Well, it's it was the first place that I found 
that I had value. And, and it was, it was, the, I mean, you can say you're good at a lot of different things. Like for example, art, we know you're good at art because when you, when you get done doing it, you look back and you're like, you can look at what's done and say, you goddamn right. I'm amazing. <laughs> you know, there's no question here. You know, you know that. And, and I, the, the things I were good at, right. I mean, Apple programming on an Apple IIe computer, nobody gives a shit. It's, it's a green screen with white text. Nobody cares. Right. So this was the first thing I was able to do that I was able to point to and be like, no, I, the proof I can is there. Be, yeah. The proof They're is right there. Alive. They didn't kill each other. <laughs> Sandra's somehow still alive. It didn't matter. And you know, I, you're right. I continued doing that even after I moved out. You sure did. You know, and, um, didn't have to, it would have been a lot easier not to. And a lot of people looked at me really funny when I'm like, Hey, 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 Hey guys, before we drop this acid, I got to go check in on my sibling. <laughs> you know, I got to be responsible. And they're like, what? Was there about to drop some blotter acid in their face? And um, like, don't you have parents? Like, yeah, fun story. Anyway, we need to make it stop. <laughs> so <laughs> again, I'm not saying I was perfect. or, But anyway, to answer your question, that's it gave me the confidence. First, first time in my life that I was on the right path doing something right. Yeah. And you basically already answered this question, but, you know, did you ever have to call grandma? Yeah. Uh, a number of times. What Specific to Grand Haven? Yeah. Not specific to Grand Haven. There was a lot of times I called her from here before dad moved out, you know, but I guess I can cover that. In the- and that's our, our dad's mother yes. to that side of the family that she, she was, she, if, uh, if it wasn't Ryan, um, about, you know, after my mom divorced him and uh, kicked him out of the house, it was now up to her to be fielding all of his, uh, irresponsibility and trying to, uh, hide it from, uh, the masses of Fremont because she is, she is, she's a proud woman, proud, proud of any, uh, status she could acquire as a, uh, farmer slash road constructor's wife and, Mm -hmm. um. They, they built a wonderful life together, but um, they're kids. Terrible. <laughs> I, it's very bizarre because uh, just, just a real quick before you, we're going to talk about our family later, but like our grandparents are the classic love story. They met in school. They were high school sweethearts all throughout. They got married like right when grandma was out of high school. Um, you know, little town, little story, little white wedding at the Nuevo Chapel and because he was in the military, he was a Marine. 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 And they moved to Oceanside because that's where he was being stationed after they got married. And uh, when she got pregnant right away, the um, that, that was our dad, was her oldest child. And so he was born in Oceanside. And uh, it was that was like 50... 58. 58. And um, yeah, because I... They got married in 54. Yeah. I something think like that. Maybe not quite that early. <clears throat> Either 54 or 55 because he just missed Korea. Okay. And Korea was 50 to 53. Yeah. So, I mean, they Listen just, the they just had like this very classic Americana relationship and story, um, just uh, a product of their time. And to their, our grandfather passed first. Our grandmother is thankfully still here. Mm-hmm. Um, but two, they were married for 63 years, 62 or 63, but they were together for, I think, 68 years. 
and because uh, they, of course, dated all throughout high school and I think a little bit in middle school, mm-hmm. I, up to grandma. But yeah. there's some stories she told about grandpa that I'm kind of like, are you sure that you were actually with him at the time if he was off doing that? But mm-hmm. whatever. To to our grandfather's passing day, like they were still very much in love. They would just, you know, they'd be out gardening together. She'd go mow the lawn. He'd go till the cornfield in the backyard. Like they were just so cute together. And, you know, they had dinner every evening and watch TV every evening. And they always talk so sweetly to each other. I don't know what went wrong because all of their children are um, deviants. Yeah, they're all hell on wheels. <laughs> they really are. <clears throat> For the ones that are still here. I mean, I didn't know the, the youngest Kent very well, but he still terrorized the hell out of me. Yeah. Um, and also, God. I um, you know, take it with a grain of salt, but I, you know, I heard stories about Kent just being awful to grandma from mom that he'd just be like, Hey, to, you know, to our grandma, to his mom, be like, Hey, he's watching TV. And our mom's just like, well, I'm over there cause I'm dating your dad. And all of a sudden this little kid sitting in the living room, she's just like, Hey mom, go get me another pop. Go get me a snack. Go do this. Go do that. She's just like your grandmother. Now she's like, never. <laughs> You wouldn't, you wouldn't even think that thought in her direction because you'd have a fucking high heel flying at your head. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they hurt, our, and she can hit you while you're going down the stairs yeah, our, and she's in the kitchen. Yeah, that's the other thing. Despite the beautiful like relationship they had together, that love was completely used up between them and was not spared for the rest of us because this was not the sweetly grandma that we would bake cookies with and she'd mm-hmm. come pick you up and you'd have a day with grandma. no. Absolutely not. If we're spending the day with grandma, it's because she's going to church and she is making sure that your necktie is on straight, that your curls are in the right place. And she's just like, don't you fucking go outside right now and go play. You are in your church clothes. You'll be respectful. She's like, you will go sit down at the dining room and do nothing. And she's like, don't even look at the TV. She's just like, I'm not programming it to go to go to Nickelodeon. I don't have time for that right now. (laughs) It's... (laughs) Oh my god, the she, TV that was like Battleship. She, so despite our grandpa being a uh, Marine, our grandma was the oh, drill sergeant. Oh, absolutely. She was to be feared, and she was feared. Um, it was really... <laughs> and yet she wound up with four kids that were... Yeah, they were something. Uh-huh. And, and I say four, uh, not to ruin the surprise, because um, there's only one left... So, uh, oh, well, <clears throat> she had seven, six, si- six all together. Mm-hmm. And now it's the one that's left. Correct. Cause it would have been what? Dad, Dale, uh, Carla. Then it was Troy. And then Kent had Kevin, the twin, but the twin right. didn't survive birth. Right. Carla. So Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it, grandma told me the story that when she and grandpa were living in Oceanside, um, she had got pregnant pretty quickly, but her and some girlfriends went trail riding, horseback riding, and her horse got scared by something. She fell off the horse. And, uh, oh, okay, so she wasn't pregnant yet. Mm-hmm. This was like weeks before she had gotten pregnant, and the doctor told her he's... He's like, the way that you fell, he's like, if you were pregnant, you would not have been after you have come to see me just now. So 
it's it's kind of interesting the the person possibly that fucked up her life the most as well as everybody else's missed his window to um possibly be not such a burden but wow it could could possibly have been replaced with someone else who was worse so i guess you never know yeah well yeah with the way the dice roll in that family holy cow man hi you big oaf of a dog what are you doing up here okay (laughs) Yeah. Oh, got some more questions? Yes. Oh. Um, <laughs> okay. So tell me a story about Christina during this time. Like a s- <laughs> For the audience at home, he made the most <laughs> exasperated face <laughs> I have ever seen. Um, okay. So first off, I love my little sister, Christina. Uh, may her memory be eternal. Um, wow. Um, Sandra was always hell on wheels. Christina could best be described, as the kids would say today, extra. <laughs> her favorite color was clear. So let's... Because uh-huh. it can be any color. <laughs> yes. So let's use that as a jumping off point. Oh yeah, and that 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 was real. That was a real that answer happened. when he asked Christina, "What's your favorite color?" She said, "Well, I I really like clear because technically it could be any color." And it's like, honey, no, <laughs> <laughs> you misunderstood the assignment. <laughs> yes. Oh my god, that was at Grandma Lois's. As a matter of fact, she said that in the kitchen. That was a. Uh, mm, 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 mm. <laughs> Oh, explaining why uh, it was inappropriate for her to run off into the woods with uh, that kid, Ryan. Oof. So you see the stories that Sandra told you, which are absolutely correct from her seven or eight-year-old brain. However, the reason why Ryan was at our camper was because... He didn't want to go home because he wasn't safe there. He never came out and said that, but that was the quiet part that did not have to be said out loud. Um, so no, I did not want him running off and just him and Christina into the woods. There was a lot of concerns with especially the families that were out there because nobody was out there purely because, oh, just some bad luck. Most everybody was there because they were their bad luck and they were going to continue not getting out of their way, whether or not they had children to be responsible for or not. So that was probably the most interesting. Cause I couldn't be like, Hey, um, I'm not sure if your friend's just getting beat or if he's being molested, but either way, I don't think you should go out into the woods alone with him while he relieves his frustrations. Also involved having to threaten that young boy. I believe it. Because he did not pick up on subtlety. No, no, no. And I was pretty blunt with him. I said, look, if you find yourself in trouble, come find me. Because I don't think anybody had ever offered that to him in his life. Right. Um, He didn't. Um, I I hope he grew up, uh, was able to get over whatever was going on and is well-adjusted. But, you know, um, that was probably the most frustrating thing about being there and as far as lessons learned from being there was I also learned you can't save everyone 
Mm-hmm. I eventually had to learn I couldn't save my dad. I couldn't save that kid or some of the other ones that were there. Um, but there were some people I could help. And so I was there. Girl I was hanging out with all the time there. Um, I was great comic relief for her, her sister, and her mom. Um, they were there. Her mom, God, I can't remember her name. Anyway, not the point. She had left an abusive relationship. Uh, she was getting the shit kicked out of her every night. Mm. And one night she just threw the kids in the car. And I don't, it was a newer tent. So I'm assuming she bought it and she just went to the campground because it couldn't be traced. And that's where she hid to figure out how to rebuild her life. You know, they ended up getting a place from Habitat for Humanity. So it worked out really well. But um, that was a really dark, scary time for them. And, you know, just another instance of why having friends around are good, you know. And look, the last episode I talked about my friend Brett, right? Yep. Brett's not the kind of guy that's been through a life where if you ask him to bring a shovel, he doesn't ask questions. Okay. (laughs) The street urchins we were with, they knew better than to ask too many questions. Mm -hmm. So if this car pulled up that we knew all knew to be on the lookup, the the older kids and adults knew to be on a lookout for, no one was calling 911 from a payphone. Uh Uh-huh. You know, and uh, that was good. It provided some security, provided the stability for, you know, them to make a plan and execute on it. And they did. They were left alone after that. It was, it was good. Made a good, they made a good clean break, uh, started over their lives and it turned out really well. That's good. Did I miss any questions? Um, oh, so my last question, this situation, dad living in Grand Haven, um, him kind of doubling down on his bullshit. Was there any reaction said to you or us in general from outside family members? Were they just kind of like, oh, that sucks? Or did they offer like, not necessarily a place to stay, but like any advice as far as like what any of us could be doing, what you could be doing? Um, Or was it very much like a, they just kind of looked the other direction and hope that we didn't ask anything of them. <laughs> yeah. So, you so know, I'm, I'm mostly just talking about like mom, not like, not just like Dale and that, but I'm also talking about like mom's side of the family. Yeah. Mom's side of the family is we'll, we'll, we'll discuss on that episode, but they, um, very much bad things don't exist. Mm-hmm. That's still a theme. That is still very much a theme. You know, certain things that offend sensibilities just are never talked about out loud. And so, no, they never offered any help because that would be acknowledging that there was a problem and uh, that was never going to happen. Um, the only one that offered help was Grandma Lois. Yeah. Grandpa Bill at that time had, was so far past giving up on dad. Yeah. If I called him, he just would have came and picked us all up. Yeah. That would have been the end of it. Mm-hmm. But I also knew that if if dad lost us too, that, you know, at this point in time, grandma wouldn't have any children left. Mm-hmm. We, we were the right. last anchor point he had, the last reason to come home. And so I wasn't willing to pull the plug. So grandma was the only one I could call. 
I did call Misty a few times. Okay. Yep. Across the street there. Yep. Um, should I don't we, know. If, should we interview her? She offered. <laughs> should we call her right now? I should. I got three <laughs> microphones. Shit. What are we even doing? Oh, my God. Be like, your kids are old enough to babysit themselves, bitch. Come over. Oh, my God. And you know what else, too, <laughs> is uh, for the next one where we talk about the uh, crack house, not a crack home. Uh-huh. She was there. For a lot of the stuff. Oh, fantastic. She witnessed a lot of the stuff. Maybe like, she should come over. Um, there were times I went over to her house bloody. <clears throat> and she was the one talking me down from the ledge. And through some serious mental health issues, I might add. But she was there. The reason I was able to be there for Sandra, David, and Christina was because I did have a sounding board um, of my own age. And it was Misty. You know, there was so many times I just wanted to go play in traffic, see how many Vicodin I could eat. I mean, that was going to be my my destiny anyway, right? Van Dykes die young. Right. Males do anyway. That's just, it's a requirement. So I wasn't going to live to see 20 anyway. So why sit around and spin around the drain? And that was Misty who talked me through a lot of that stuff. So, you know, hey, more power to her. So yeah, we actually should probably try to convince her to come over. Well, shoot. Yeah. She's not, it's not like she's far away. No. She's all the way across Could probably the open that there window right there and be like, hey. Yeah. Come on over to this holler. Hey, bitch. <laughs> be perfect. <laughs> uh, yeah, the only thing, I got a microphone. The only thing I'm lacking is a mic stand, but I'm sure we could engineer something. I'm sure there's an object in this house that could double as a device such as that. I mean, in this hoarding, uh, this episode of Hoarders, I'm sure there's a mic stand here, too. <sighs> Leftover from dad's garage band days. <laughs> Probably. You know, when the hair was a little longer. Uh-huh. The guitars were just a little louder. And the drugs were still the same. Uh-huh. Wow, we got new drugs now. It's an expanded menu. <laughs> so. Oh, yeah. Okay. So did I, did I answer that question? I don't remember what it was now. Just outside family reaction. Oh, yeah. So that was it. I mean... Uncle Jim, the only thing he had to say to me was, I mean, because he lived all the way out in Missouri. Right. So the only thing he, or Kansas City at the time, Kansas, but um, the only thing he had to say to me was, you know, just, hey, take care of the home team first. You can't save everyone. And I was determined to try. And uh, yeah, he was right. It, you know, it damn near killed me. So the one person giving practical advice. <laughs> so... No, he was, he was pretty solid for that. He was pretty solid for that. Now, the only problem with calling him is it was long distance. So. Right. That was still a thing. Even if you tried to use 1010-220 first, it was still expensive. I, I do remember when I was in high school or like the first year in college, he had called here and I'd, it was a, such a brief conversation, but I remember it so clearly. Um, he called... Mom was not here. He was, he was calling to talk to her. Mm-hmm. And uh, I picked up the phone, and I sound very much like my mother on the phone. Mm-hmm. So first he started talking. I was just like, oh, no, this is, this is Sandra. And uh, he and I did not have a relationship, rapport, or any Like, he, we just don't know each other. I've, like, hung out at his house a couple of times. He's the one from the first episode that we went to the grocery store, and his wife oh, of the yeah. time bought me a RC inflatable raft boat to play with down by his big boat yeah by his yacht (laughs) by his yacht (laughs) on lake of the ozarks um so he um 
So it was very nice to go visit him because he was living an entirely different lifestyle. And I was like, oh, this is actually obtainable by people I know. Mm-hmm. Like, is this something I could have one day kind of thing? Uh, but he, so he called the house looking for mom and she wasn't home. So I was just like, oh, this is Sandra. And it, there was a kind of an awkward pause in conversation because he's like, I don't know what to, like, I don't know this child. <laughs> so he just very was like, are you uh, behaving yourself? <laughs> and I was just like, I don't think I'm the one you have to worry about. <laughs> and he laughed just like that. <laughs> and he said, you're probably right. Yeah. So I cherish that a lot. <laughs> you should. You should. Oh, my God. And that, that was basically a conversation. He's just like, okay, we'll tell your mom I called. I'll talk to you later. And I was like, okay, bye. So... <laughs> Yeah. Because he, he knew what was going on at home, and he's like, ah, Jesus. <laughs> he's like, he's like what, what did I call in the middle of? But Yeah, he was the one who was trying to convince me to not smoke weed once when I was at his house. And I should quit doing that. But he smoked so much of it. He was on coke when we had that conversation. <laughs> did it work when I covered my mic? Did it work? Maybe. I put my hand over it, and I was like... He was on Coke. Oh, yeah, that still registers. So, yeah. <laughs> but it was, it was funny. Yeah, I mean, he always kept that under control, so whatever. So, quick anecdote. Mm-hmm. If you go into our, so their childhood home, my grandpa, our grandfather still lives there. and um, Grandpa Dave. Grandpa Dave. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jim's room was in the basement in the far back corner, mm-hmm. and there is still a pyramid of 70s style beer cans in the studs that of the unfinished walls Mm -hmm. um and if you look up into the corner rafters uh the rafter that's facing the wall so you really you have to basically put your body against the wall and look up there is a pot leaf painted in the rafter and it simply says gold next to it Mm -hmm. and the guest, uh, or excuse me, the private bathroom in our grandparents' bedroom is almost directly above this uh, this portion of the basement. And about six, seven years ago, um, our grandfather, his, the toilet was leaking. Like, he had to replace the toilet. He had to replace a bunch of shit and the pipes underneath to access them. He had to get underneath the rafters and the drop tiles, the drop ceiling tiles, yeah, from the basement side, and he, he got up there and removed the drop ceiling tiles, only to reveal a water bong. <laughs> Vintage. A homemade water bong up in the ceiling, and Grandpa didn't know what it was. Some kind of weird vase. He's just like, what the fuck is this? But he sent a picture to all of his daughters, so my mom, <laughs> Debbie, Susan, he's like, what? What is this? <laughs> And, um, yep. So when you're telling me he's telling you to stop smoking weed, to that I say, sir, you first. Yeah. Do you know why he went to college? I don't know, because he was forced to. Yeah, but do you know why he was forced to? No. You don't know the story? No. Oh, do I want to tell this now or should I say? No, fuck that. I'm telling it now. Okay. All right. So here's the deal. So... 
at Grandma and Grandpa uh, Petropolis, uh, Grandpa Dave and Grandma Flo's house, there's a field near, nearby. Well, it used to be. It's the Goodwill now? Goodwill now, yes, yes. <laughs> well, the Goodwill was having the goodwill of growing a bunch of marijuana plants, and the police located them. And so they were trying to figure out whose plants they were. And uh, Grandpa Dave goes to Uncle Jim and says, Hey, uh, those are your plants? <laughs> to which he says, I don't know. Guess they could be. And he says, Oh, well, it could be time for you to go and send him to technical college down in Ohio. <laughs> That's how we got his associates. <laughs> That is the reason why our first relative went to college. Wow. And he thrived. Oh, my God. Yeah, he did. I mean, because like he got he went he went into a technical school and started learning about um, I can't remember. Now. I think it might have been computer systems technology or whatever. And that's when he got that job at the switchboard, listening to people have phone sex in the middle of the night. True story. And because uh, he was a tech, so he'd be line testing all the time. He eventually got into network. routing. I'd just be stuff. heavy breathing in the background. exactly oh hold on do i need to turn on your asmr mode do it here hold on here uh (laughs) (laughs) oh my god oh my god that was amazing oh all right you're off asmr mode. beautiful (laughs) but (laughs) Uh, yeah, yeah. I-, I wonder if he ever got on there and he was like, Sir, please insert 25 cents for an additional 10 minutes. <laughs> I mean, I would have. If he had this switchboard, there's 100% There's no chance. way. Because, <laughs> by the way, are you going to call and be like, So... I was rubbing one out while talking to my old lady over the phone and we were talking about nasty stuff and somebody got on there and told us to insert 25 more cents. <laughs> Nobody's making that call, you know? He would be an absolute menace. Oh, yeah, he was. Uh, he told me about <laughs> some of the stuff he did on there. But yeah, 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 he made a good life for himself. Pretty much the key was is you had to leave Michigan. Right. And that and that's part of the that he thrived. He would not have received an ounce of that in Fremont, Michigan in the seventies. There's it not only it, not that it wasn't there. It just didn't exist. And like, yeah, look, as I was told computer systems, technology, I don't see how that's going to get you to put the corn in the ground any better. (laughs) I'm like, no grandpa, it's not a corn (laughs) computer. It's a computer. Very different. Very different. And then John Deere said, hold my beer. You should see their tractors now. <laughs> so, yeah, you're not kidding. Uh, all right. Uh, seems how. Uh, ooh, ooh, wow. Yeah, we went on a little longer than we thought. Uh, any any other questions? I, those are just the questions I have written down. I, um, I, I'm sure if I have further questions, it'll definitely come up down the road. Well, let's see. Last time I asked you what your favorite memory of, and, and you, you, told me about the beanbag chair at Blockbuster. Uh-huh. And uh Beanie Baby. Not a, it wasn't a chair. That's true. Beanie Baby. I, then, so like last weekend, I out of curiosity, because I, I re-listened to our first episode again. And while I'm listening to it, I'm like, I am curious. And I got on eBay mm-hmm. and I found a couple listings of that 
Pegasus beanbag. So it still exists in the world. Um, how much was it? Oh, gosh. I, th- I think the cheapest one was 10 bucks. Oh, man. I should find but that. But it was, it was the off-brand. So Beanie Babies, of course, were popular in the 90s. This was like an off-brand Beanie Baby, probably um, marketed by Disney before they were the powerhouse they are today. Um, it probably didn't even have Disney on the tag. It was whatever toy company was making it. The no, you were watching. Um, you got some when you rented one of the tapes. You got some. I thought it was My Little Pony or something. Oh, was it a promo? It, it was. I mean, oh. but they sold the toys for it. And because um, I remember, because I was really high and I was trying to figure out what happened to My Little Pony. So Hercules, I Disney's Her- Der- Disney's Hercules came out. In 1998. Okay. And so I would have been not eight or nine when it came out. Nine, nine if it was past, you know, the month of March. Mm-hmm. And um, and that that's what that beanbag is from. It's from Hercules. So That makes sense now. But I remember being very confused and very inebriated. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, Rad with a B uh, taught me about crossfading. Which is getting drunk while you're getting stoned. <laughs> There's some science to it, actually. What alcohol does to your body is it actually inhibits your ability to properly pro- process THC, and THC inhibits your ability to properly process alcohol. So it gets you dumber, extra quicker. I don't know. I didn't, wasn't wearing a lab coat. So <laughs> I don't know if that's true, but I'll tell you this. Wow. Was it fun? Because when we tried it out the first time with B-Rad, and what was that stupid guy's name that had the Firebird? Tony. I'm sorry. Uh, rhymes with Roni. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> we're out just smoking, and B-Rad shows up in his freaking Corvette. and Because, of course, he had a Corvette. He sold Coke. I mean, hello. It was like the, it's like the official thing you got to have if you're exactly. selling cocaine. And so... Um, Rad with a B uh, was like pulls up like a Grey Poupon commercial <laughs> to hit a joint where he's smoking. And he's like, "Y'all want some moonshine?" And I was like, "No, yeah, yeah, I want some moon. No, I don't want. Yeah, of course I do. Is there peer pressure going on? <clears throat> hey, you don't have to drink this. Thank you." And I drank some, and I don't know if you've ever lit your intestines on fire before. <laughs> But that's what that does. Uh, wow. I was going to say, how was your drain cleaner? Oh, my <laughs> God. I was like, you know, I thought it would be something smooth or whatever. And maybe that's the problem. It's all that stupid corporate liquor. No. Oh, sweet summer child. Yeah. Ooh, and by the way, does that stuff get you dumb? <laughs> and um, I went back and told... Uh, uh, Mama Gardner about it, and she said, "Oh yeah, yeah, it's like dandelion wine." And I'm like, "Yeah," and she's like, "Yeah, one shot's an eye opener, two shots is a thigh opener." And I'm like, <laughs> "Is it now?" And she's like, "Yeah, it's how I get my second shot." And I'm like, "God dang it!" <laughs> anyway, is that our first merch nod? Oh my God! Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> ding! There it is. <laughs> Well, my gardener says. <laughs> what shot is that? Do you, do you have any more um, anecdotes from her? <laughs> yes, I do. Yes, 
Yes, I do. What is she up to? Would she like to make a little coin? Oh, oh I'm sure she would. She could use some casino money, man. She'd enjoy it for her and John to go up with. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, the dog's weird. I don't, I'm not even, I'm not even. What the fuck is happening? I Is he having a stroke or something? I'm honestly wondering the same thing. So I am going to take a video of what we're looking at for posterity here. And let's take a look. Or I'll zoom in a little bit. So I think our mom, yeah, I think our mom's dog was trying to itch either his chin or his paw and was feverishly rubbing his chin on the top of his paw in kind of a disturbing rhythmic manner. Why are you all looking at me? Why are you all looking yeah, at me? Yeah, he has since oh, stopped, look at me. but. I turned my stupid dog head. He did that for a significant amount of time to make us stop what we were doing and for Ryan to take a video. (laughs) I mean, if it works, it's not stupid, right? That's true. That's true. He got his itchies out. Good for him. Hello, big dog. Oh, all right. You feel better? Yeah, you feel better? Oh. He's got skin allergies, so that's probably. I think he's allergic to the dog hair if it's all over the house. Again, a champion of his breed. <laughs> yes, yes. Got to sp- get this specialty medication and dog food so he doesn't have all of his hair fall out. Poor puppers. Yeah. Oh, all right. And um, for our ad spot, um, let's see. What do we have here? Oh, Google says buy the Pixel 7 Pro. Buy the Pixel 7 Pro. Is Google a paid sponsor? No. Um, am I actually advertising their stuff? No, actually what it is, is I bought this $11 case on Amazon and that's why I wanted the phone. So it's really beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. It's, it's a, it's a shade of Kool-Aid grape. It is. It is. Um, it is a lovely purple and it's got dog hair stuck to it. So that's great. Thank (laughs) you, Samson. (laughs) Hmm. If you'd like to be a sponsor, we probably won't read your stuff. And if you do sponsor, we'll probably just make fun of whatever product or service uh, you do provide. But we'll be happy to take your money and cash the check. So if that sounds intriguing to you, please hit us up. (laughs) This week's sponsor is BetterHelp. (laughs) We've been in need of their services for years. Yeah. Yeah, before before BetterHelp... The only way to get therapy was dodging projectile pennies the train was running over. (laughs) (laughs) There were no real licensed therapists. (laughs) Oh, all right. Yeah, you know what? I think we should wrap it unless you got something else. It can come up later. That's good. Because we're at an hour and 14 minutes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Nice talking. All right. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. <laughs> <Hey. laughs>
If you like the podcast you just heard, please like and subscribe. If you'd like to support the show, check us out at patreon.com slash pessimism and pop tarts. There are special benefits for members, such as ad-free listening, early access, and free and discounted merch for members. There's a plan for any budget, from tent campers to those of you MFers throwing around RV money. You can also get the latest updates on our website, pessimismandpoptarts.com. Whether you're a patron or just like the show, please tell your friends. And if you hate the show, you know what? Tell your enemies. Because frankly, they sound awesome. Anyway, until next time. And more amusing.